Bonjour, welcome back to Scarred and Sexy, the podcast that helps you take back control of your mind, body and future. Yes, it's another white boy with a podcast. For you that don't know me, I've taken myself from four open heart surgeries to the best physical and mental shape of my life and even run a 10k. On top of that, I've studied psychology at university with the end goal of becoming a therapist. So, with that being said, let's do this. As per, this episode will be somewhere between philosophy and motivation. We'll discuss what agency means in this context, why it's an important concept, what agency means for you, why it's good to talk about death, and a lot more. To dive into the nerd stuff, my favourite stuff, the sociology definition of agency is the capacity of an individual to have the power and resources required to fulfil their potential. The potential part is what is worth noting. It's about who and what you can become, having physical and mental control of your own body. I don't want to sound like the boring self-help influencer who says you can be anything or do anything if you just put your mind to it. I actually personally don't believe that myself. A quick tangent, but as mentioned, I've had four open heart surgeries. I can't be a pilot or a professional athlete, and that's okay. This discussion is far more about the physical ability you have to control your actions, to do the simple things right. You can literally control your body to drive your car to the gym and lift weights, or to cook yourself a healthy dinner. So many people have wrecked their life by putting up artificial barriers or automating terrible habits. People who are unhappy or aren't where they want to be in life can't usually point to a specific moment in their life where things went wrong. Normally it's years of making poor decisions or unhealthy habits. I know that was certainly the case for me. If you strip it back, there are actually very few things in life that you can't do, which is amazing and terrifying at the same time. One of the beauties and one of the curses of being an adult. A good example of this for most people is moving country. To live, I mean. Yes, flights cost money. But after that, realistically, the world is an open place. Most people talk about living in another country like it's moving planets. A bad example of this, and an intrusive thought I have a lot, is buying things you can't afford. If you have a credit card, you can literally buy anything you like. If you walk into certain shops, you could buy a £20,000 watch and just deal with the consequences later. But you don't, because you understand that that's a terrible idea. That's an example of where these barriers you've put up are a good thing. But there are plenty of examples, like moving countries, like moving jobs, where people have incredibly limiting beliefs for no good reason. This is why it's so important to have plans and goals. Because making decisions about how you spend your time is easier when you know what you're trying to achieve. Especially when it comes to big decisions or taking big risks. You're going to struggle to bring yourself to do those things if you don't have a why. So many people go through life lost without a plan. They take each day as it comes with no idea what they want to accomplish. It's like walking into the gym without knowing what exercises you're going to do. You may as well not go. Because you're not going to work hard or see any progress if you're just going to the gym just because you're going to the gym. You have to have some idea of what you're trying to achieve. It doesn't matter if you want to be president or a primary school teacher. You need to take control of yourself and your actions. The point of agency is it doesn't matter what you're trying to achieve. 
you're the only person who has to do it. The most unhappy people you'll meet are the people who tell themselves that they don't have control of what goes on in their life. Everything happens to them and nothing is their fault. It may sound unkind, but unless you have a few specific medical conditions, your weight is something that you're in control of. If you are overweight, it's because you're doing the wrong thing, either with your diet or your exercise or both. And that's great. It's great because it means if you start doing the right things, if you live a healthier way, you can return your body to a weight that makes you feel better. People don't like it when you tell them that being overweight is their fault. I know I certainly didn't. But wouldn't it be so much worse if it wasn't? Wouldn't it be so much worse if no matter what you did, no matter how consistent or disciplined you were, you were still overweight and unhealthy? Why do we respect people who are in good shape? Because we know they've sacrificed and worked hard to build and maintain that body. This concept is the same for any area of life. Your current position is accumulation of decisions that you've made. I'm not saying people don't get dealt a bad hand or have awful things happen to them that aren't their fault. I'm saying that on the grand scheme of things, you can trace your current situation back to a series of decisions you've made. And the minute you start thinking that you're not in control of your life, you start to go down a dangerous and negative path. The reason I mentioned president or primary school teacher earlier is because people in the self-development industry often imply that this kind of thinking only applies to people who want to be at the top. But that isn't true at all. People aren't born trained teachers or nurses or accountants. People who succeed in those professions started at zero, had a goal and trained and worked until they achieved what they wanted. It's time to start talking about the topic of death. I'll go into details in a minute, but to sum up this area in a couple of sentences, if you got given three days to live, would you live those three days the way you've lived the previous three? Would you live with the same barriers and fear? Would you be annoyed at yourself for not doing more with the time you had? I can't answer those questions for you, but I could take a pretty good guess. Death may not be pleasant to talk about, but the reality is it's coming for all of us. Hopefully not for a while, but one day it will be too late to do all the things that you've thought about doing. Whatever your beliefs are, the reality is there is no second chance or next time. In those final moments you tell yourself, if I was alive I'd do all these things. But you are alive, so why aren't you doing them? You can make yourself all the excuses in the world, but the only person you have to answer to is yourself. The only person who gets punished by your inactivity is yourself. The reason this topic has been so prominent for me recently is last April my best mate passed away out of nowhere at the age of 27. Despite how close we were, he moved to Canada, so we spent very little time together in person. Not only did this leave me with a huge amount of guilt, I couldn't help dwell on the things I wish I'd done differently. Not only things with Robbie, but things I wish I'd done differently in my own life the last 10 years. It could have just as easily been me who passed. Robbie was potentially the most intelligent person I ever met. He was literally an accredited genius by Mensa. He was also someone who executed every idea he had, and he was never held back by failure. He achieved more by 27 than most people ever will, purely because he did everything with purpose. There is zero mitigation for passing away at the age of 27, but at least the way he lived meant he literally couldn't have accomplished any more in the time he had. How many people can say that? Can you? I know I can't. Like I said earlier, 
if I got three given three days to live, I'd be furious with myself for the things I haven't done. For no other reason than reasons I'd made up that I couldn't do them. Death is something I also feel personally touched by. As mentioned, I've had four heart surgeries due to something I was born with. So it wasn't always certain that I'd live as long as I have. Although I wouldn't say I've ever particularly panicked, there have been some close calls over the years. And that brings things into perspective. Do yourself a favour. Clear a Sunday. Not a hungover Sunday, a normal Sunday. Take the morning to go for a long walk. No headphones. Spend some real time with yourself and think about what you want from life. What you really want. What are those things you'd be angry about not doing? Jobs you didn't apply for. Countries you never visited. That person you never asked out. The thing you never told someone that deep down you wanted to say. Or whatever it is. Get yourself home. Get the kettle on. Brew a coffee. And with 18th century pen and paper, start writing. It can be a list, an essay, notes, whatever helps you. Just get those thoughts onto paper. At the end of it, if nothing else, you'll have had a conversation with yourself that you probably have never had, that you needed to have. I'm not saying to go on a mad one, quit your job, move country, ask out your school crush, unless you feel like it. But these things will allow you to filter your decision-making process towards achieving the things you really want. I'll leave it there for the first episode. Short and sweet, much like myself. These early episodes are almost going to be practices, to be honest. I've never tried to make a podcast before. Over time, I'll gain the skill and confidence that allows me to go into more detail on these topics. Thank you for those who have made it to the end. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and drop five stars to help give me a little boost. If you think you know someone who'd be interested in hearing this message or needs to hear this message, be a good friend and forward it on. Until next time, go forth and conquer.